Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I don't know how your day is going, but here on Post Show Recaps, we're having the worst day ever. It's worst day ever. That 24 season two recap podcast here on Post Show Recaps. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined here by Emily Fox. Emily, we found the bomb. We found it. Uh, was, Could go off at any second. Is this show the bomb, <laughs> Emily? It's the bomb.com. Is it? Yeah. Was this episode the bomb? It was a very good episode. A plus? Uh, or, yeah. Oh, really? I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lean on Yeah, the, don't, don't, don't sorry. say that it's a specific grade without, you know. I'm sorry. I should not have spoken for you. It's okay. What grade did you give Probably it? Probably an A plus. Okay. <laughs> it's an A plus episode <laughs> as Jack and the gang have found the <laughs> nuclear bomb. <laughs> Jack and the gang? Is That's that it. is that a riff off of Cool and the Gang? Uh, singing sh- Cool and the Gang? Sure is now. Yeah. Uh, Boogie. Uh, yeah. They found the nuclear bomb and that's it, folks. That's the show. The end. They did it. Neatly wrapped up. Uh, except there's a problem. They found the bomb. It's armed and they have no way of telling when it's going to go off. Right. Any second. It could be any second. Three seconds, MacGruber. Emily, do you want to take a guess at how long it might take before that bomb goes off? I'm going to say it's going to take 11 minutes. 11 minutes, MacGruber? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So they find the bomb in this episode. They find the Marie. Mm-hmm. And my goodness. Um, you remember last time on the 
podcast. There's been a little bit of a break since the last time we recorded the podcast. Uh, it's been about a week, two weeks since we recorded the episode 13 podcast. Yes. And I think on that podcast, Emily, I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to remember to bring up that we watched The Faculty. We did. We absolutely watched The Faculty. And I'm, I'm sorry, but this podcast will contain spoilers for the 1990s film The Faculty. Yeah. Uh, because there's a reason that I will remember <laughs> to bring up The Faculty. Marie Warner, Marie warner twice, huh? Yeah, she did. Didn't realize that she had previously Marie Warnered. I know. Except I know. an alien Marie Warner. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What a twist. Anyway, so we get more uh, evil Marie in this episode. It really pigeonholed her for future roles. They pigeonholed the heck out of her. Yeah. Uh, faculty came first. So I people, I do think, this is starting to, you know, it's starting to trigger some memories. I do think that people were like, I think it might be Marie because she was the <laughs> alien queen in the faculty. So I do think that was a tip off for some yeah. people. People who had seen the faculty, if yeah. I remember that right. Now she's the terrorist. Mm-hmm. And that's that was part of why I was like, oh, I think she's the bad guy. Yeah. Because uh, I think I remember something like that. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. movie, The Faculty. Yeah. We should probably do 24 minutes on The Faculty at some point in time. <laughs> um, Emily, we get a silent clock on George Mason in yeah. this episode. Yeah. We get the introduction of Carrie Turner, Michelle Dessler's new mortal nemesis. She's like Teddy, huh? Um, <laughs> hey, like, Michelle, I bet you didn't think you'd ever see me again. <laughs> yeah, like, why, why is this? <laughs> me, like, Teddy the, Turner. Yeah. Like a late, mm-hmm. <laughs> a late season yeah. move. Uh, so we've got a I'm late. Like here's someone who's supposed to work with everyone, but's gonna complicate it, and we have to make it a woman this time around. Yeah, uh, we will see more of Carrie Turner than we saw of Teddy Hanlon. I have to tell you, that's too bad. Uh, she's here for a minute, uh, <laughs> and plenty of other things happen. There was Lonnie in the cabin, and Kim figuring it out finally, and <laughs> somehow managing to get out of there with her life intact. Uh, Sherry Palmer also leaving the premises, though not of her volition. Mm-hmm. So a ton happening. Classic move with Sherry. Yeah, very classic with Sherry. Get out of here. Get, could you leave? Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to get into all of it here as we're talking 24 season two, episode 14, uh, the 9 to 10 p.m. hour. Uh, and when we begin with Jack Bauer, he's at the airport. He's trying to interrogate the guy from the plane who he shot. This guy wants to talk, but he doesn't speak English, apparently. Mm-hmm. So Jack says, we're going to need a translator. And, and Emily, he, you rightly like, pointed out, like, do you know what your which language you're translating? Yeah, and also he, like, gets frustrated when there isn't a translator one minute later. Like, he's like, where is it? Where's my translator? Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Uh, even in the 24 world. Even in the 24th century. Uh, at CTU, George Mason not doing great his hair is falling out yeah it comes out in clumps not good uh and he's looking at himself in the mirror of the first aid kit not the band but the actual kit uh and does not look great doesn't look good yeah he like takes some advil later too and i'm like that'll help he's like popping like anti-nausea pills oh is that what that that. was it's probably not just advil (laughs) i think they probably gave him stronger (laughs) stuff fox it's just a guess (laughs) Um, Jack's it's a like on, Jack's on the phone with George. He's like, hey, George, I need you to do a bunch of stuff. Some of this is pretty complicated, so I hope you're listening closely. And George is like, ah. He's like, I don't feel so good. I don't feel great. My tongue hurts. Yeah. Uh, and Jack says, George, Maybe I got to tell you, uh, we really need you to focus up here. And if you can't do it, uh, you're going to have to step aside. And he goes, well, there's no one else, Jack. And Jack says, what about Tony? And George's like, <laughs> Tony? Yeah, he's like, oh, crap. No way. Yeah. No way. And then he's um, like, you know what? That's an idea I have. It's Maybe not a bad idea. Maybe the last I'll have 
today um, or so, ever. So George uh, is taking notes. He's figured this out. He tells Jack about the theory about the seventh commando of Coral Snake being the guy who killed the rest of Coral Snake. And Jack's like, yep, that makes sense. I'm sorry. Coral Snake just sounds like a cul-de-sac in Florida, doesn't it? Coral Snake? Yeah. Coral Snake? I don't know. Uh, it's feels, like right along the beach. So it's like a, a, a reef. You could get like a cool tattoo or go out to dinner. Yeah. well, Maybe these, have some sangria. These coral snakes have cool tattoos. <laughs> Are you besmirching the petunia snake? <laughs> Come on. I'm just saying. Um, so uh, it's a lively street. At CTU, Bob Warner gets a phone call from Kate, and they they finally are like catching up. She's at the airport. Are you getting out of town? <laughs> no, I'm helping Agent Bauer. <laughs> what? Did you hear about Reza? Yeah, I can't believe what they're saying just, about Marie yeah, being with these terrorists. It's so exhausting to listen <laughs> to this. Yeah. No wonder Marie lost her shit. Yes, truly. <laughs> uh, Jack comes to Kate. Uh, Kate, improbably, I still need you. Uh, he's going to need Kate to act as a, as a temporary translator. Uh, David Palmer talking to Mike. Mike, Sherry, she's bad news. And Mike's like, really? You think? Yeah. <laughs> you think this isn't good, David, that Sherry's here? Huh. Who'd have thought? Yeah. Mike Novick is kind of sick of it. Um, yeah, he's over it. So David confronts Sherry uh, and says, hey, so uh, you, there was a Roger com- confessed that there was a group that was tracking the bomb. Now they're all dead. And Sherry looks really messed up by yeah, that. She's and, like, oh, oh, no. And he goes, <laughs> am I telling you something you already know? Have you done the unthinkable? Put yourself in league with Roger Stanton. <laughs> Great line. Uh, have you yeah. done the unthinkable? Put yourself in league with Roger Stanton. That's the unthinkable. That feels thinkable. Yeah, you know? it does. What Especially would the unthinkable be? Have you done the unthinkable, Sherry? Have you joined the cast of the Nutcracker for the <laughs> Christmas special? Because <laughs> that's harder to imagine. That is harder to imagine. But I guess it's not unthinkable because I thought of it. Taking ballet lessons behind my back. Have you done the unthinkable, Sherry? Did you watch the faculty in between <laughs> podcasts? <laughs> And remember to bring it up on the next episode of the podcast. (laughs) Have you done the unthinkable, Sherry? Did you start off an episode of a 24 podcast talking about the time you peed yourself at Girl Scouts? (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah, well, the listeners didn't. They made sure to remind me the other day uh, as that podcast dropped in real time. Have you done the unthinkable, Sherry? (laughs) Did you eat two pieces of frozen baklava one Have you done the the unthinkable, Sherry? Are you Emily Fox and you (laughs) ate two pieces of frozen baklava before this podcast? Josh made fun of me for eating two. You ate two pieces of frozen baklava while watching this episode. They were kind of stuck together and there wasn't a clean break. You had lots of great takes with the baklava (laughs) guiding you. Um, Anyway, Sherry says, listen... Uh, sure. I, I did all of that, but I did it for you. And, uh, if you give me the rest of the episode, I'll prove it. <laughs> she wants 30 minutes. She's yeah. like, just give me the rest of the episode. I'll tell you that it's, that it's all good. Uh, and oh, yeah, so he's yeah, like, yeah. all right, you got the rest of the episode. Uh, make it count. Um, at the airport, uh, Kate is roughly translating this second wave guy. Um, he doesn't seem to know anything about the second bomb. He's resisting. The actual translator does show up. Uh, and says, yeah, he doesn't know anything. And Jack's like, ah, I think he knows stuff. <laughs> Meanwhile, outside of the hangar, Kate Warner spots a woman wearing a bob wig. Uh, and Kate says, that's Marie. That's, that's Marie. That's Marie. Kate says, hey, 
That's Marie. I, I reckon- think she's been involved with terrorism. Yeah. I'm going to walk across this entire airport and be unseen and unnoticed by most of the staff Marie. and not really tell anybody what's going on. Marie. It's me. Marie. Kate, your yeah. sister. Uh, so Kate goes <sighs> in search of Marie. She's able to get past a guy. She got past like a bunch of people being scammed. Oh, you know what? I'm go- we're going way too fast for that because she sees Marie at 9-11-24 in the evening. Huh. And then co- we cut to commercial. And when we return from commercial, it's 9.15 in 40 seconds. And the split screen shows that Marie is exactly where we left her, or Kate is, rather. So she hasn't even moved in after Marie in, uh, what is that, four minutes, getting close to five. And she's not going to go searching for Marie until 9.19. Wait, really? Yes. I write down the time codes for this reason, Emily. It's a real-time show. Kate's just deer in headlightsing it for a minute. Can you um, say that again? Deer and headlightsing it. It sounds like you're saying deer and headlightsing it. Deer and headlightsing it. At Ew. the cabin, uh, Kim has been crying for 15 minutes. Uh, and Lonnie says, I'll try the radio again. But he unplugs the radio. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear anything. <laughs> How is she this dumb? Lonnie drama. Uh, I'm sorry, but if you were Jack Bauer's daughter, wouldn't you have like a self-defense like course under your belt? And Emily. And maybe of like... Emily, what? This is a common refrain. Welcome to the club. I know. <laughs> it's just really frustrating yes. that he raised such an idiot child. Yes. Uh, at nine seventeen, uh, George Mason meets Carrie Turner, uh, who has come to replace Paula. She's from District. We always hear these things. I'm from Division. I'm from District. I don't know what any of this stuff means, but she's from District. She wants to know who do I report to directly. Uh, and George says, you report to me. And she goes, well. And she's like, you're dying. Well, <laughs> rumor has it you're dying. Yeah. And uh, she wants to cut through the bullshit. He goes, finally, someone here I like, and I'm not going to be around to enjoy it. So he Which tells, also is a little creepy. A little creepy. He tells her, report to Tony Almeida and Michelle De- <laughs> Dessler. He coughs through it. And Carrie goes, Michelle? Michelle Dessler? I was her boss once. And George says, is that going to be a pra? And he doesn't get to finish the sentence because he passes out briefly, wipes out. Uh, and uh, he's ultimately going to be able to recover from that for the time being. But not a great look and kind of the tell for George. Like, yeah, I should probably check out. The Advil stopped working. It did. Um, around this point is when Emily uh, uh, says out loud, we're introducing a, a Michelle Dessler frenemy that's so unnecessary on a day like today, she said with a mouthful of baklava. <laughs> which it's, you did say with a mouthful of baklava, but you said the words she said with a mouthful of baklava. I did say that. <laughs> out loud. Uh, now it's time for Kate to find Marie. She bypasses this guy, but I have Jack Bauer's badge. She's like, I don't know who that is. Sounds important. You go for it. Uh, and so she goes and finds Marie. Or more accurately, Marie finds Kate. Yeah. Uh, she tells Kate, Kate, you're such an idiot. Why'd you have to snoop around? And they start to get into a philosophical debate. She says, don't you know what dad is doing? He works for the CIA. And Kate, with probably her best line across the whole show, says, what are you, six years old? You think dad's the bad guy? Uh, which I love. Uh, but then Marie uh, smacks Kate in the face. And mm-hmm. you were thrilled with that. What did I say? 
Uh, I don't think I wrote down what you oh, said, but I you, know what I said. What did you say? I said, finally, Marie did something the rest of us wanted to yeah. do this entire season. Yeah, that's right. Uh, she's going to kill Kate. She says, I don't want to kill you, but I'm going to because she wants the badge that Kate's I wearing. want your badge and I'll take I'll kill you to take it. I don't want to have to do it, but this is more important than your life or my life. Uh, and then Jack Bauer shows up and shoots Marie in the arm mm -hmm. and she starts wailing. She's screaming, my arm, my arm. Uh, and her she's wig a, falls off. She's it's a, a whole real to -do. baby about the arm thing. Her pain tolerance is low. With that being said, I think Marie Warner's, the depiction of Marie Warner screaming, having been shot in the arm is like the most realistic depiction of anyone having been uh, non-fatally shot on 24 before. Uh-huh. It's like I. This seems like how I would react. <laughs> it's definitely how you would like, react. Ah, ah! And so she's just doing that for a while. Mm -hmm. um, Jack is going to then go on to interrogate her. He says the pain is so severe because the bullet is still in your arm. Here, let me show you. And he applies pressure to it. Ugh. But she's still not breaking. She says nobody's innocent in this country. I'm not afraid to die. Jack says I don't believe that. I've seen people who aren't afraid to die. You don't look like that. She's like, I I can. Yeah. Ow. To Marie's credit, she holds out the whole way through. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm giving her credit. She <laughs> wants to obliterate everyone with a nuclear bomb. Uh, at Lonnie's cabin. Yes. Kim, thank God for the fact that she needs sugar in her coffee, or else she may have never figured this one out. <laughs> like, Lonnie, is there sugar? He goes, Yeah, there is. It's by the the TV that you shouldn't turn on. And so she turns on the TV. And all of the evening news is on per usual. Weekend weather reports, yeah. baseball, proof of life. Yeah, basically. Uh, and Lonnie is once again pretending to listen to the radio so he can't tell that she's watching TV. She's like, well, shit. Gonna have to deal with that. Um, back at CTU, uh, they determine the identity of the seventh coral snake commando, a man named Jonathan Wallace. Mm. Jonathan Wallace. Uh <laughs> Carrie comes to Michelle. Hi, Michelle. And Michelle's like, Carrie, what are you doing here? It's she's a real like peering at her through her like, tendrils. It's a real tendril showdown. It's a tense tendril showdown. <laughs> it's a little bit of a, you look great, Michelle. Uh, and Michelle says, stop that. Tony's watching from a distance. I love this part. Tony just being like, hey. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? What's going on over there? <laughs> what's all this? You guys know each other. <laughs> all right. Pretty cool. Not bad. Tell me more. Uh, You're killing me. He's loving it. Uh, George Mason comes to Tony. Hey, I'm going to step down. I'm not feeling so hot. <laughs> it's a time. Yeah. Uh, and he tells Tony, when when this is all over and you come back tomorrow, can you say goodbye to everybody for me and tell them I thought they were great? And Tony's like, I have to come into work tomorrow? <laughs> I, thought it was... I don't get the day off? Yeah. Uh, no more days off for Tony Almeida. He's the new CTU director. Yay. He's been promoted. Only Chappelle can promote me, not the podcaster. And George says, well, I just spoke to Chappelle, not the podcaster, and you're the new guy. Congrats, Tony. Um, Under weird circumstances. I think it's a great scene. The it promotion is. of Tony Almeida is and really lovely. I like the follow-up where Tony comes in and kind of like gives like the, the the whole rundown to the team. For those of you who don't know, George Mason's <laughs> totally dying, and I'm in charge now. And he says, on a normal day, we'd be partying. No, he says, on a normal day, we'd be mourning. We'd be mourning Paula and Isaac and that other guy and the, that one, too. Yeah, all but those other people. We're going to hold all that, all right? Uh 
Also, the only thing more quiet than Tony is the clock. Uh, as George <laughs> Mason leaves CTU to the tune of a silent clock at 9.35.58. Do you remember the most recent silent clock we heard on 24? In fact, when the Terry only. When died? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the silent clocks are reserved for these sort of somber occasions, Emily. Do you feel like they really affected you the first time you watched these? Oh, yeah. And the third and the fifth and the tenth. And just now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love George Mason. Yeah. I think they did a great job with George Mason in season two. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, Xander Berkeley, I think the the story, I think we talked about this on the podcast, just be repetitive, but I think he's like, yeah, I don't really want to do more of this. Uh, but he had like a contract for season two. And they're like, what if we give you a we'll kill you story? He's like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, and so thank God that they did because they did a really good job with all of that, I think. Yeah. Um, Jack is going to ask Kate, could you try and talk some sense into Mar- I don't know why I Gaines did. Could you try and talk some sense into her? <laughs> uh, man, if only Gaines was still here. I know. Um, Kate is like, Marie, you don't really want to blow everybody up, dude. She's like, I kind of do. She's on painkillers now. She's all groggy now. But, but the painkiller wears off in like five seconds. This is what's weird. Is what kind it of medicine like, is this? Yeah. Is it like a drip where you Must would be. like keep like, you know, self-medicating if you were in a hospital bed with like an IV or something? Yeah. I'm just really confused because it seems like Jack gave it to her in like five seconds. It worked for about two minutes and then wore off. Yeah. Uh, but then she's like all groggy about it. And eventually uh, she confesses. The nuclear bomb, it's in a van. It's heading downtown. It's going to go off in three hours. And Jack's like, you're lying, right? She goes, "Uh, (laughs) yeah. Why do you want us all to leave so quickly? I mean, that is a really good tip off. But Jack then says, the bomb's still here. The bomb's on site. He starts radioing everybody. Do a full sweep of the... Why aren't they still doing a full sweep? They should have already been... Like, he shouldn't have to call them to be like, continue to do a sweep. They should be sweeping. Always be sweeping. Anyway... (laughs) Uh, she says, you're Never not gonna, stop sweeping. Uh, Marie says, you're not going to find it in time. We're all going to die. Uh, and then we cut to the final segment of the episode. At 9.51, David and Sherry Palmer have a video conference call with a guy named Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve says, yep. Steve uh, looks like he's totally BSing this entire story, by the way. Steve's like, got shades of Dr. Farragamo, yeah, if I may be so bold. He looks pretty smug as he's like yes. telling everybody everything. Yes. And he like almost verbatim says what Sherry told David about like 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I, I'm doing this thing with Sherry. And I I'm got like, photos. Yeah. I got files. I got evidence that she's legit. And yeah, Sherry's like, yeah. I used to meet with Roger Stanton at a hotel in Hilton Head, but I didn't sleep with him. And David says, literally no one asked you. <laughs> David dismisses it. her. He says, I don't have the time or energy to figure out if I can trust you. Maybe you're telling the truth. Maybe you're not. There's a nuclear bomb. This yeah. is not the day. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know what, David? Finally. Um, so he says, you're going to leave. And if you resist, you'll be arrested. (sighs) Uh, and so secret service comes and takes Sherry Palmer out. And Mike is like, see you later. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. No silent clock on Sherry Palmer. No. Sadly. Um, no, we're not sad about that. Uh, do you think we'll see Sherry Palmer again? I made the joke where I was like, are, is she going to get kicked out in season three too? Recurring seasonal gag? Yeah. Maybe. Mayhaps. I don't know. Um, at 9.55, Kim Bauer takes a stand against Lonnie Drama. She's so dumb. Uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying Are it. you tired? What's wrong? You still worried about your family? Uh, and she says, I want some Advil. And he goes, oh, I got some. And then she knocks him on the head and holds a knife at him. And then she, he immediately grabs the knife from her. It's just like, 
Yeah. I'm sorry I locked you up here. I just wanted some company. And she's like, I don't want to be here. He goes, why? What's wrong? Am I not good enough? Well, and she goes, thing- it's nothing to do with you. What? You think I'm psycho? She goes, I don't know if you're psycho. I just love how he's like, don't you want to stick around? Like, I just wanted some company. And she's like, then why do you live all the way out here? That's a really great line, too. <laughs> he like takes out a gun and gives it to her. For a second, it seems like he's going to shoot her. But obviously, he doesn't. He gives it to her. He says... There's cougars out there, if you didn't know. We have not retconned that out of the situation. They're still out there. If you see one fire a shot in the air, they'll take off. I just... Gives her directions to the highway. (laughs) You'll come back sometime, though, right? She literally says, I don't think so. Which is also not smart, because you're not free yet. Yeah, in that moment, you go, yeah! Of course! It was so nice having coffee with you. Thanks for the coffee, man. Yeah. And the stew. Remember that? That stew. Yeah. I ate two bowls. I ate, I ate a huge bowl of your stew. I'll be back for that, <laughs> Lonnie, of course. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, bye. Yeah. You know? Leave on good terms. Probably is the move. Uh, here's, and yet. Here's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I feel like the writers of this show kept creating these scenarios for Kim, and then like halfway through are like, oh, this is going to go poorly. You know, we're, this was stupid. Let's get her out of it and put her into another dumb situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. Rather than, like, I don't know, giving her an arc that actually makes sense and is a little bit more nuanced and, like, fulfilling. Yeah. They didn't do a good job. Yeah. They uh, printed out the the scripts for 24 season two and then strung all the Kim scenes together and read it in a block. And it was too late because they had to start filming. But they all looked at it and were like, doesn't look good. I know. It's not Not good. Uh, Yeah, it's not great. Anyway, she's out of the cabin. They find the nuclear bomb at the airport because now they've decided to start trying harder. Mm-hmm. Guess that's all they needed to do was try. <laughs> and they find the bomb. <laughs> if they had just tried before, maybe they yeah. would have found the bomb sooner. They found it so fast. They find it so fast. Though. They find it. That's it. It's armed, though, and they have no idea how much time they have. And Jack looks freaked out when the guy says, yeah, it could be any second. Jack's like, oh, no. Uh, So that's where we leave things in the 9 to 10 p.m. hour of 24, season 2, episode 14. A plus. A plus. Next up, episode 15. What's going to happen with the bomb now that they've got it? We will find out in just one week's time. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.